You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Um, second try. All right. And I'm cracking this one. Oh, my God. Oh, no. It's for me. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. This this has not executed well. Oh, God. So Lions won. Yeah. So, um, oh, no. I For those not watching on the podcast, oh, no. Um, I, I decided I was going to crack and chug a beer, and uh, it foamed over, and now it's everywhere. Welcome to the Pride of Detroit POD cast. Hold on a second. Worst intro ever. But best game ever. Let's go, baby. Three interceptions by the defense. What? I'm sorry. I have to clean this up real quick. As we are live on twitch.tv slash pride of Detroit. <laughs> the, pod, the POD cast from pride of Detroit.com. Pride of Detroit on Twitter. Pride of Detroit on Facebook. You know where to find us. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Someone says you're muted, Jeremy. This is so bad. Twitch.tv slash Pride Detroit. YouTube, search for Pride Detroit. I think I've almost got this beer cleaned up. So good. The Lions won. The Lions damn won. The Lions won. Uh, Kyler Murray is a short Blake Bortles. Um, what else, what else do we have in the bag? Dude, uh, 11 freaking months. 11 freaking months we have waited for this. Let's talk about who's here besides Jeremy. Who's, who's I'm back. Uh, they can hear okay. me now. Jeremy, Jeremy, thank you. Yeah, PO, Zeus saying Lions get the W and POD gets the L. Uh, do we reboot this? <laughs> I'll, this? I'll take that. Yeah. No, we'll can take tr- that. Because we've, we've been getting dubs all off season. Let's be honest. I'm not trying to chug another Friday, beer. Sure. I'm gonna, I need to finish this one first. Are are we going to restart that intro or are we just into it at this point? Are we just like... I've cracked the beer, we, Jeremy. Here's the thing, like, the it's been 11 be months. Uncracked. We don't remember how to do could, this. What, what they, am I supposed to do with my hands when the Lions win? Chris's, I'll start. Could they hear that or only us? Oh, no. The, the Twitch they, heard that they heard everything. They heard everything. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, let's try to remember that we're a professional, like... This is new for us. We haven't done this in 11 months. 11 freaking months it's been since we have been able to do this with you, the Lions fan at home. I am wearing the luchador mask. I cracked the beer. It foamed over. It spilled over everything. I had to get a towel very quickly. Thankfully, I had one in my super messy apartment. I'm Chris Perfett, and I am being incredibly adequate right here. The adequate host at Chris Perfett on Twitter, P-E-R-F-E-T-T. The crew, you've been hearing from three out of four of them right now let's go down there detroit on lion jeremy reisman the fearless leader i already said his twitter name first that's how excited i am to get into this hello chris i'm feeling good on a sunday night and i don't know what's wrong with me well hold, hold the thoughts as you say sunday night because i want 
our our final man to sing it here in a second. But first, Mansour <laughs> Shaheen. I get those goosebumps every time you, you come around. Yeah. At at Mansour Shaheen <laughs> on Twitter. Um, beautiful man. Hello, Mansour. Hello, everyone. Uh, who was we were watching together and mm-hmm. shrieking about this. <coughs> so we're going to break it down in a second. But finally, the man who knows about Oh Sunday Night, Ryan Matthews. Back is the motherfucking rock guy. At Ryan underscore P-O-D. Ryan, give it to me, man. Oh, Sunday <laughs> night. It's not technically on Sunday night, but who damn cares? I don't care. The Lions won. We're not even trying to be like super fans here. The Lions freaking won. It's been 11 months. We haven't played Africa by Toto in 11 months. It's insane. It's finally happened. I thought this day would never come. I didn't know that. I didn't even know Africa was a song that you could access anymore. Like I just like I thought (laughs) it it was erased from Spotify, all streaming platforms. (laughs) Here's the thing, like I know they're go- they're gonna be cynical fans out there. They're like, oh great, now Matt Patricia's gonna stick around for another week. But like, can we just stop for a moment? No, and no, be no, like, no, no, no. Can we sit on this and be like, this feels good. The Lions went it's out and beat so a good long. team today, and yeah. I like that. I like when that happens. It makes yeah. me feel good inside. I, you know what? Put it all aside. Put all the cynicism and like the game planning aside from a second. There's gonna be teams that are worse than the Lions right now. But like, come on. Like we, we have a win and it's been almost a calendar year since said win. We I needed something, Jeremy. We needed something. And I wanted Absolutely. to feel something other than just the cold hand of death and me progressively losing my voice here from working too hard. Um so Lions twenty six, Cardinals twenty three on a last second Prater field goal where Cliff Kingsbury was holding on to a uh timeout for whatever reason at I Mansur, we had theories. I thought he was going to ice Prater, but he decided not to. Like, yeah, that was a that was a real five head play. Remember Vic Fangio in that first Monday Night Football was like <laughs> holding it because he wanted Gostowski to miss. I think he was making the same play, but Prater, like Prater's good. Yeah, he's been around, dude. You can't, <laughs> you can't ice him, or you can't like like fake ice him either. You can't do like the fake the fake spike with a with a icing timeout. Like, no, no, I no. Have generally no clue what. Kingsbury was doing there, but you know what? We'll take it in the end up and down game for the lions. We're going to talk about some guys who have just not, who did not look well in this game, but you know what? Ryan dagger time finally happened in this game. Dagger time finally happened. Yeah. I mean, it only took what three tries, but I mean like the lions had the lions had opportunities big time in the Chicago game. They didn't in green Bay. They did today. They got it done, but I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not as happy with the win. You're insane. I'm sorry. Like I'm. I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Lions are suddenly great and they're going to win 11 games this season. But I feel great. Like I. I needed so freaking bad. And to see the Lions go out there and make plays in dagger time, they get two defensive stops after an entire game in which they didn't force a punt. They forced a punt on Arizona's final two possessions, and then when the most Lions thing ever happens. They get a the go-ahead touchdown with a minute 50 some left. It gets called back by a holding penalty. You're like, oh, there it is. There's the other shoe dropping. This is where the Lions got my hopes up. They got to the 50-yard line. They were about to score the game-winning score. And nope, it's all taken away from it. It's all gonna go to shit. And you know what the Lions did? They pulled themselves up and threw the ball. They threw the ball downfield. 
It was second and eight. They could have run 40 seconds off the clock. And they're like, you know what? Dagger. Dagger. Marvin Jones, 20 yards upfield. Dagger. Ball game over. There were so many. There were so many yeah, points where I thought they were going to blow that. it too. Like, yeah, yeah that, like, or, sorry. That no, previous I was, first down, they uh, ran it with Adrian Peterson. It was after the. I think it was after the holding. We ran it with Adrian Peterson, or no? After we got a first down after the Adrian Peterson after the holding uh, that we had to pass. Marvin Jones got a first down. Then we yeah. ran it with Adrian Peterson. I was like, we're we're gonna fuck it up. We're at like we're playing for a sixty-five yard field goal. What are we doing? But then we threw on that second and eight, like a few plays later, and I was like, oh shit, like this. Yeah, this is it. Like that is. It's so simple because it's just one play. It was just a quick out for like 11 yards. But like, that's the difference between winning this game and, yeah. I mean, the Packers game, we got blown out. But that's the difference between winning this game and that Bears game, that play, doing that. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the difference. There was so much going on with the defense too. Like you hadn't forced a punt all day. And the last two drives, finally you get the Cardinals to punt. Yeah. And I mean, like, how I big was that? What was going how on? Big was it, how big was that three and out that they forced – when Arizona was down at their their own two yard line, like that is huge. Yeah. To be That's clear, a huge to be clear to position. people, to be clear to people, I want Ryan to get some more doom in here. But like, I don't think this means the Lions are a good team right now. I just want to have a damn win to celebrate. Like. That's what it comes down to right now. Like this, I, 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 we were going back and forth on this though with um, me and Manser. Like he's contending that the the Cardinals were are a good team. I mean, Murray did not play well today. I can't say anything else about a guy who throws three interceptions on the day. But, you know, it's Stafford for his own end. Like, he took four sacks. Halapula Vitae, we're going to get into him in a second. Uh, later in the show, he was a turnstile. He just let anyone pass him. But just <clears throat> at the end of the and you know, DeAndre Hopkins had almost like 150 yards on the day. But for some reason, just he, the Lions outlasted them. They made the plays in the right spot. And the mistakes didn't the the biggest thing for me, Jeremy Manser Ryan. The biggest thing is that the the mistakes did not torpedo the Lions completely. The Lions made a lot of mistakes in this game. Stafford got sacked more than a few times. Halapulivaitai again. I, I hate to keep bringing. I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm butchering his name. Vaitai had that awful holding call that brought back the Marvin Hall touchdown. Like there were so many moments where I was just like, "Oh God, something's happening to Lions, and it's going to snowball from here." And they didn't. It didn't snowball. Never it never, never happened. happened. They actually got back on their feet every time they got knocked down, brushed it off, and got out there and just kept pace with the cart with the Cardinals. It was a real Chumbawamba performance out there. They got knocked down. Well, what do you? I don't know what that is. They, I know the song he's doing. Again. Ryan, you know. Ba- I'm barely old enough to know that. Um, Come on. Ryan, you're the youngest so of us. Wait, here's, 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 how, here's how I feel. I, I, think, I think I'm pretty close to, to all you guys. Like, the Lions showed some resolve today. And they were able to, you know, stand in the face of adversity and make plays when they needed to make plays. And there were some philosophical things that they did that we – didn't expect like, you know, throwing that ball on second and eight when they could have ran the clock. Um, I mean, choosing to kick a long field goal or utilizing your best special teams weapon, apparently Jack Fox and pinning the Cardinals back. I mean, just making some, making some right calls. And is this just a stroke of luck? Is it the fact that Kyle or, you know, Kyler Murray had probably his worst game 
maybe as a professional quarterback, three interceptions against the Detroit Lions defense. And it should have been four because Duran Harmon had yeah. another one that he dropped. Yeah, Harmon had a huge game against yeah. Murray. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking that the Cardinals are still a good football team for sure. So I think by the end of the year, this will be one of those games where we look at the Lions wins and we go, how did the Lions beat the Cardinals? Matthew Stafford <laughs> win on the road against a winning team. You know what's going to happen? The Cardinals are going to win the playoffs. Chalk and another one up there, baby. Now, now they're going to go two and fourteen. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> the line, no, no. What's going to happen is the Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to make the playoffs, and we're going to hear constantly about how Matt Patricia gave the gave the opponents blueprint. the blueprint, blueprint to beat the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're, no one's going to say win. that. We can't win. We can't. No one's going to say that about this defensive performance because if we're talking about the, if we're really going to talk. Honestly, about the defense, they weren't good in this game. No, they were they, bad. they were opportunistic. I will say they were opportunistic. Three interceptions to three interceptions. But basically, every other play through the first three quarters, they were just getting chopped up. Yeah, the two people, yeah, we, the we two caught, people had the... Yeah. We caught the Cardinals at it on a good day. Like, Kyler Murray's never going to do that again. We sucked. Uh, like, we looked so bad. Our defense couldn't tackle anyone. Like all of them, Akuda, uh, I he got the interception, and that's really really nice. But he very obviously still is making adjustments to the NFL. He's he's slow. He's a step behind every play. He can't. He just, his tackle angles are just like wrong, and he's whiffing on everything. He got the interception off a bad Murray pass, but like he also had two tackles for loss in this game. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah. He he had that one where he like jumped a screen that was like really good, yeah. and the one where he came yeah. across field. the cross field one. I I'm, that's you know he just happened to be the guy. Yeah. Got the tackle. And, and but like, the the screen was good. Yeah. But like. Yeah, there's there's obvious problems here, and we should have lost this game. We played like shit on both sides of the ball. Just the Cardinals handed it to us, but it is good that we they handed it to us and we didn't hand it back because right, the right. Bears handed us a win too, and we handed that one we back. Literally so, dropped it. Yeah, so that's I mean that's dagger time, I guess. So, but like, yeah, don't don't take this game. I guess that's what Ryan's trying to say. Like, don't yeah. take this game and be like, yeah, we're but back in the NFC North race. My like, general point, though, is like, <laughs> how many close games did this team lose last year? How many times in which they got the ball, <laughs> got the game handed to them that they dropped it? It was it was literally eight or nine in a row. So just to have one where fine, like I I'm usually of the belief that, you know, one possession games are kind of a 50 50 outcome. Like usually that's just how it works in the NFL because sometimes you make a play, sometimes you drop a play in the end zone. Sometimes you get a holding po- a penalty on on a game winning play, sometimes you get that and you still win. So just seeing the Lions finally get back on the winning side of a game like that is just a huge relief. Like that's what this game is to me. I don't know if it's that much of like an excitement for the 2020 season as much as it is relief. Final. It is it is absolutely relief. Like listen, the Lions were Jekyll and Hyde today. There's no other way around it. Like yeah. Jesse James and TJ Hawkinson were the most dependable people out there. And Kenny Galladay finally came back. The Lions have been missing him constantly. Adrian Peterson, shockingly like huge weapon on the offense. But then, yeah, the offensive lines having problems. Uh, Mansur, we were talking about this while we were kind of like all watching uh, the, the game together. Like, Patricia didn't like Darius Slay because he couldn't tackle. Yeah, but, yeah. but then Daryl Roberts out. Daryl Roberts is out there like missing tackles on Andy freaking Isabella. Yeah, one like, of the reasons Slay didn't fit our <laughs> system is because he's like not physical enough. Apparently, he doesn't tackle well, doesn't play press well. But like these guys can't do it either. So that's interesting. But I think like we were talking about Jesse James. That's like the ultimate Patricia like five head, where like you don't use Jesse James for like a year and then it was all <laughs> set up for this game <laughs> all set up for this but yeah it's come into this game and their defensive game plan just doesn't account for jesse james so he's wide open all the time 
And again, the Lions, Stafford took four sacks. The, that right side of that line is not going to be good. It's it's not going to be good probably for the entire year at this point. And like, but at the same time, as I said, the Lions, their, their mantra under Stafford has been sometimes we're Jekyll, sometimes we're Hyde. And this time you just, you flipped the coin and it came up on the right side when the game was on the line near the end because the Cardinals were coming back in this game. The Cardinals had a strong third quarter third quarter but then the fourth quarter happened and what happened jeremy we're all sitting around excuse me i'm hiccuping we're all sitting around and we're all sitting here we're all waiting for that dreaded fourth quarter collapse and it just it it didn't happen and i don't know what progress that shows to lions i don't think it shows much progress i think it's just that they caught the cardinals a good team when they were having a bad game but at the same time like it you know for for the team itself i don't know I don't believe too much in like, hey, this gives them confidence. They need that. But it's definitely, it was definitely a shot in the arm. It's definitely something that, yeah, it's what fans are feeling right now. Just relief. Yeah. Finally, the skid's over. 11, almost 11 months to the day since the Lions last won a football game. You just get that out of your system, man. You get that yeah. out of your system. It's an early season. I don't think the Lions are a great team. I think they're, we're talking bottom third, bottom tier of the NFL right now, but You've got, you've got, you're, you've, re, you've risen your ceiling a little bit. You know, I, I know about the 0 2 thing, playoffs, and I don't want to even hear about playoffs right now, but, you know, the math's changed and maybe the Lions can just finally just get their head right. Not, you won't win a ton of games, but you'll, you'll, you'll stop getting in your own way. Hopefully, maybe you'll stop getting in your own way at the end of a game like you did here. Yeah. And one thing I also want to point out is the Lions won a game in which Matthew Stafford was not good. Like not he didn't have all. any, he didn't have any backbreaking plays like he, he did in the first two weeks. Didn't have an interception. Didn't have maybe a sack that he shouldn't have taken. And and you look at his overall line, 270 yards, two touchdowns, 119 pass rating. You'd think, wow, what are you talking about? He had a great game, um, but he didn't. He missed a lot of passes early in this game. The Lions probably could have won this by two touchdowns if he was really on on his game from the beginning. Because you know, like you said, that the Cardinals were handing them opportunity after opportunity. You win the turnover battle, three nothing. It shouldn't be this close, and it wouldn't have been this close if Matthew Stafford was better. I think Matthew Stafford will get better, so if if there's one reason to be optimistic about the future, I think that's it. And then the one part of the game where I think the Lions actually did show some market improvement, especially I think in the second half, is run defense. Now, they give up 109 yards overall. That's not a great number, but only four yards a carry. That's not horrible. Kenyon Drake, 18 for 73, you'll take that. It, it's not a huge step in the right direction, um, but it is a step in the right direction. They, they looked a little bit better, especially towards the end of the game. Like that, the defense legitimately got two stops at the end of the game. And that's something we wouldn't have seen in the first two weeks of the season, right? Like we didn't see it in the first two weeks of the season. Ryan floor goes to you. No, we, we didn't see those things in the first two weeks of the season, Jeremy, but we also didn't see the turnover margin falling in our favor either. So <laughs> when, I'm right there with you with this game should not have been as close for a, a game where you win the turnover margin by three, but you just got to think that Stafford still has another gear, right? I mean, yeah. because we've seen, I, I would say that this might've been, I mean, aside from the, the couple of bonehead plays he makes in, um, in the bears game with the, uh, the interception trying to fit that in and uh, the, um, the sack that he took, like aside from those plays, like this was pretty bad Matthew Stafford missed those two uh, those two passes into the end zone that he sailed on back-to-back yeah. plays. 
Um, you know, he he missed. You know, he just missed some other plays. That it's like there's another level to Matthew Stafford that has to be there. And, and the one other name that I do want to mention too is uh, DeAndre Swift. Wow, we totally missed the boat on how he would be used today, huh? Yeah, hundred percent. I thought he was going to be a huge factor in this game. He plays five snaps. Five, five. snaps. Like five. I get, I get riding Adrian Peterson. He was he was great again today, but that's inexcusable. Like I, I. I guess their their idea was like, why have DeAndre Swift out there when we have Jesse James? Like that was their thought process today. And, hey, and I mean, they were right. I, well, I, I guess they were right, but there's, I, there's a lot of questionable personnel decisions that I think we're going to get more into in the second segment here, including all that offensive line mumbo jumbo. But yeah, I'm I was shocked by that. The matchup well, with the Cardinals is sorry, but the matchup with the Cardinals is interesting. They're like they kind of have that weird Chargers thing where their like linebackers are a little smaller, so maybe yeah. it was like kind of go lean into the power run game. So Swift kind of backs out yeah. of the, so you, you know, yeah, you basically put in Adrian Peterson and maybe even like carry on and you kind of like lean off of Swift a little. So it might be like a matchup thing, but yeah, like, I, I don't know. It, it was weird that Swift barely didn't factor. All right, let's take a break. Cause I think Jeremy, we want to get into that uh, other side of the ball here. We got to take some questions from Twitch. We got to take some comments from Twitch and I've got to clean up the mess that I just made here. So usual, usual day here, but you know what? It's not usual because the Lions won something. So we'll be right back here on the Pride of Detroit POD cast. And welcome back to the Pride of Detroit POD cast, celebrating a damn Lions win, singing, singing Africa, having fun because you know what? been almost a damn year and i we don't know what to do like as we've said in the last segment it's it's a mixed thing we don't want to we don't want to sell you guys on this idea it's like hey the season's saved or anything but we just want to we want to embrace this for what it is we're not believers in tanking at pride of detroit i'm just not i'm not a believer at least i don't know about you guys i'm not a believer in tanking at all like i don't want to be living in misery and going for oh and 16 just because you can get uh Trevor Lawrence. Don't say that. See, that just makes it even worse. Like when you yeah, say exactly. when, when 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 I started to see the graphics popping up on Twitter of Trevor Lawrence in a Lions jersey, <laughs> I just I was like, this is the worst timeline. Losing Matthew Stafford to get Trevor Lawrence. When, when, you're, when your fans back five years. When your fans are doing photoshops of college quarterbacks in week two, that's <laughs> yeah. you're deep in it. Bad <laughs> the, Gi- the Giants and Jets fans have been on that since like August. <laughs> <laughs> well, we finally put that off like maybe another week for, for another week at least at least until the bye week at least yep. until the bye week we, we've, we've got our heads above water again yeah um but no and i think ryan's point and a lot of what we're t- touching on i think what we're going to touch on more here is that yeah this wasn't like the lions had some good performances from certain guys but there's also a lot of guys out there where we're just like whoo what was going on so we're going to talk now about some ups and downs uh, Jeremy, I, I think the headline here is I hate to start on the negative, but I mean, there's no other, there's no other way around it. Vitae, Halapulavati Vitae was not good at all. Like you, I think the, the offensive line in general was, had a lot of woes, especially on the right side. And it starts with Vitae. 
Yeah, no question. And the the real story, I mean, it happened before the game even started when the Lions went out to, to warm up and we saw an offensive line crew that we've never seen together in, in this formation before. They moved Jonah Jackson, who's been playing outstanding as a rookie, from right guard to left guard in Ode Abushi's spot. And, and I understand that move. Abushi was horrible last week. But then you bring in Vitae, the guy that, that, as Ryan said in the first segment, you spend all this money to be your, your future right tackle. He slides in at right guard, and you keep uh, <clears throat> uh, Crosby at right tackle. So now you have Crosby at right tackle, your backup right tackle. You've got your your, your free agent acquisition right tackle who's played like 70 snaps maybe at right guard ever, didn't play right guard at all in training camp, didn't practice at all. Now he's your starting right guard because... Joe Dahl is, is essentially missing. And yeah, it didn't really work. There were there were miscommunications. There there was poor blocking. And yeah, Vitae is going to get the brunt of the blame here. But you have to question coaching a little bit here too. Like why why go and shake everything up in this sort of manner? Why do you take your, your potential Pro Bowl rookie guard and move him to the other side? And I, I understand like the the idea like you want your five best offensive linemen out there. That's that's what I'm sure the, the talking point is going to be from the coaching staff. And that probably is your top five offensive linemen because who else? Abushi, Wiggins? Do you really want any of those guys out there? Do you want Logan Stenberg, a guy who was made very clear in training camp he was not ready? I know I know people are are, are probably banging the door like he can't be worse than Vitae at this point. Listen, he was inactive. There's a reason for that. I promise you he's not better. I hear all that, Jeremy, but you you want to put everything into perspective here. Forget about the Marvin Hall holding thing. Forget about the sacks he kept giving up, except for one. Let's talk about the encapsulation of everything that's brought Vitae to town and that. And, and Mansur, Ryan, you can jump in off of this. Vitae, the big free agent signing to replace Graham Glasgow on no, that line. That's because what he was signed for. He was signed yeah. to be the right tackle. He was signed... Right, but, but like he's, he's your big Asian splash and the Graham Glasgow money went to him. Yeah. Okay. But that's fair. Yeah. No, I meant, I meant that by the money, excuse me, but we have another former lion in this mix in that Vitae got blown up by Devon Kennard in this game. <laughs> he didn't get blown up. He got, um, he just ate dust. I don't think he, he I don't think he got a hand on Kennard on that play. Blown yeah. By. It, Blown yeah, by. Blown to by. be oh, fair, yeah, by, yeah. we've no, all no. we've all agreed that Devon Kennard is an outstanding pass rusher based on last year's tape, which was oh, yeah. really really good because Lions pass rush was super good last year. <laughs> that was a nice burn. I like that slow <laughs> was, slow slow lighting. He was probably confused when he was in the backfield. Like, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm not here. But yeah, like Vitae, uh, just bad game weird weird galaxy brain stuff going on with our offensive line um i don't know i wiggins couldn't have been worse than that i mean like maybe but like i feel like wiggins i mean i guess you had to you had to do it to learn that yeah but, uh yeah next week uh, it should be wiggins or abushi or it, whoever yeah. but like it can't be worse than that i don't know if it was just um like twitter conjecture or something but i saw from a couple of the beat writers i think uh can't remember if it was Justin Rogers or if it was Mikey, but one of them had mentioned that like Vitae was flexing his foot after one of the sacks. It was one of the early sacks. Hmm. So like his like his, that's what he's coming back from, right? Yeah, foot injury. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know if I don't even know if bringing Vitae back today was maybe even the right call. Like if if you were pushing him into not only a role that he hasn't practiced, a role that he is very limited, you know, actually 
played in at that spot on the line. But like, and then add to the fact that he's injured. I mean, like all three of those things seem like a really weird way to rush a guy back. Yeah. It doesn't seem worth it. And maybe, maybe that's what you'll see. You know, the lines are a week away from the bye week. Maybe they decide, you know what, this was working better last week with Abushi or, or Wiggins or whoever they go at left guard and, and kind of just go with what was working because the offensive line was actually pretty good through the first two weeks outside of Abushi's horrible game last week. And yeah, I think I think maybe you, you just tried Kenny Wiggins there. It's just it's kind of interesting to me how one injury to Joe Dahl has kind of sent this offensive line scrambling. Unhinged all the, the dominoes. Thing. The yeah. dominoes like, falling, yeah. That, that that's the wildest thing to me is like this was your backup plan like if something went wrong like we were gonna do all the shuffling along the offensive line like that's plan b like then yeah, why so did we why why is wiggins there why is abushi there like why keep so many guards if like you're gonna do something like this so yeah somehow like vitai coming back turned out to be like a negative yeah like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which doesn't well, make sense because tyrell crosby i mean i think today he even did well again if I'm yeah he's been getting a lot of hate and i don't really understand why i think I he's good. fine i think yeah. it might be that vitai came back and you're like well tyrell crosby you can't bench a guy who's playing pretty well like, you don't want to yeah. take him out of the game now but also we gave this guy 45 million dollars so we got to put him somewhere right so here but his struggles are weird because like isn't the transition to tackle to guard it's like tackles are like kind of faster or like not faster but they move agile. better yeah yeah they're more yeah. agile they move better but like his problem wasn't that he was like getting run over or something that he was like too small his problem was that he just wasn't moving he was just getting off the snap so slow and people were blown. the canard sack he didn't get a hand on it like so it's weird that's not well, a problem yeah you yeah the, uh, the, problem, the problem that you would expect though Munster, is on the other sack when he got just completely bull rushed yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Let's talk about putting someone else in not a great position either. Vitai, we can agree, wasn't put in a great position. Uh, Jeff Okuda, like, I know he was asked to basically cover the right side of the field today. Yeah. And that meant every now and then running into DeAndre Hopkins, which, listen, a rookie running into DeAndre Hopkins, not an ideal position to be. But uh, I know, Mansur, we were talking about this. I just, I didn't think Okuda played that well today, but. Yeah, no, he yeah. he played really like he got the interception, which obviously you know, like I mean that's the highlight, that's the one everyone's gonna remember. But yeah, he didn't he didn't look good at all. But he I mean he just looked slow, like he, not not like physically slow, but just like his mentally, mentally slow. Yeah. He was like reacting. He was a step behind. Hopkins would break on his route, and he would still be like his hips would be still facing the wrong way, and he would like spin around super slow. It's just he just isn't used to playing against guys who are that fast. Probably like people. I mean, all every NFL player is like. You know, they really talk about, they really tell you about how much faster it is in the NFL. And I think that's just like playing out. He just isn't used to having to play this fast. And yeah, I mean, it's good. The Lions, I guess, are putting him in a spot where he's comfortable, like at Ohio State, where he only played on the right. And now in the NFL, he's only playing on the right. And Oruwari had locked down the other side of the field pretty well, I feel like. So at least, at least when Hopkins was on Oruwari's side, he was a little more muted. But yeah, Okuda, uh, really bad game again. Yeah, I mean, you look at Larry Fitzgerald didn't have an impact in this game at all. Did he even have a catch? I think he had one early, but like, yeah, yeah he, he was not. <clears throat> but yeah. the one thing I will say is I do think the game plan for the secondary kind of worked out how they wanted because yes, they, they give you all the underneath stuff. They give you those 10 yard outs all the time. You can see the quarterbacks are playing 10, 15 yards off the line. They, they don't want to put them in, in press man. 
They want to give these guys enough time. And it resulted in a lot of underneath throws, but it didn't really result in any big plays. Like you look, their, their longest play was 30 yards. I think they take that. And then mm-hmm. they, they wait for Arizona to make a mistake. And guess what Arizona did? Made a ton of mistakes. Like this, this has always kind of been more of a bend, don't break defense. And you hope that they stop breaking in the red zone, which they, they did a ton today, unfortunately. But they also did what they wanted to do, which was force Kyler Murray to make young, per, long, young player mistakes. And I know we're, we're all drooling over Kyler Murray and, and, you know, our own Alex Reno thinks he's a top five quarterback, which is ridiculous. But he hasn't really proved himself as a passer yet. He hasn't. He's got an arm. No doubt about that. But he had almost as many interceptions as he did touchdowns last year. And, he, and he's off to a, a lot already this year, too. Had one each game, was, now three. He was staring down receivers the whole day. I think that that really contributed to his interceptions there. Murray was just, just he's doing that young guy thing where it's just like you you can't put your eyes on your receiver the whole time. Yeah. Jeremy, the uh, the first bite podcast that we did with Ed Smith, he talked about batted balls and things like that. That was the first Duran Harmon pick. Yeah, was yeah. Uh, was a yep. ball that got tipped at the line, and then it went through the Cardinals or Cardinals, I think, tight ends' hands, and then ended up in Duran Harmon. So, I mean, that definitely has to be taken into account. Like, I mean, he just has those like physical limitations, like sure. which is wild to say about a guy who Trey Flowers said it's like he's a punt returner out there because he has yeah. that kind of juice but like it's and, i mean thing. in terms of the run defense of him he only had 29 yards he did have a, a touchdown where where you know they, they lost contain on him but yeah he didn't break didn't the pocket him. he didn't break the pocket a lot i no, thought he, I, th- I thought that they would get him out rolling left and right and doing things like that and they just didn't do it it seemed like seemed like those years that russell wilson was getting mismanaged in seattle like so that's a, that's a thing with the lions though they're actually really good yeah, kind of containing these guys like as bad as they are and i guess that's might be like why i i don't know i at least feel like their pass rush or their like pass front end like pass defenders did well like they were bothering i mean we saw it last year against mahomes in a in the game against kansas city where like they really if you're a quarterback who likes to dance around and make plays outside the pocket like the lions are really good at containing you and not letting you break free like that even i mean aaron aaron Rodgers, i know he's like cooked us a bunch but even like the past three games like he had he's even had like trouble making plays Trubisky too Trubisky yeah, too yeah. Well, yeah that's that is Trubisky that didn't is, have one of his rushing performances that he usually has against us yeah it's <clears> it that's like a Lions thing it's just that matchup plays well for us and yeah I well, guess I mean that yeah. plays into the line strategy right is mm-hmm. their their pass rush is all about containment not yeah. not attacking yeah. and so yeah it, it, it works on that level you just normally don't see the coverage work like it did today with with the three interceptions before I move on to the offense, then to wrap this up in a bow, can we say that at least like if you're looking for a good explanation about why they had two bad games to start this year and then a decent game against the Cardinals, were, were the Lions just a better matchup defensively against the Cardinals than they were against the Bears and the Packers? I don't think so. I, I think it truly has to do with turnover margin. Like that was the difference in this game. If the Lions did not get three turnovers, I mean, I think they turned, did they turn all three of those into points? They they punted on one of them. I think they, 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 got, on 10, one of, they got ten points. They got ten. Yeah, they got yeah. a touchdown and a field goal. But yeah. like, I mean, you take ten points off the board, Lions are losers today. Sure. Yeah. So, I will. No, I will say before we move over to offense, we we should probably give Jamie Collins a shout out because yeah, yes, he he was horrible in the first two games. I I guess the first game and a half that he played, um, that interception was a play I haven't seen a linebacker make since DeAndre Levy, bar none. 
Like, he, also that forced, was, he also forced that first interception. It was his yeah, blitz. That's yeah. true. Yeah, it was a good pass rush from him. That's the second week in a row we've seen a really good pass rush yeah. from him as well. You saw a place from your two leaders that we've that we've pegged before the season on the defense and Deron Harmon and in uh, Jamie Collins. Like they both played fantastic yep. day, I feel like. Agreed. Uh on the offense. So I mean, they get it done in dagger time, but there was some up and down. I we mentioned, did we mention this on stream or was it during the break about DeAndre Swift? Yeah, I don't five, five yeah. snaps, but yeah, five, five snaps, including one of those where Stafford like threw at the back of his helmet. Yeah, him in the back. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember that. It was near <laughs> yeah. our own goal line. Was it Swift or was it Carrier? I think it was Swift. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah it was that Swift. On, like yeah. the the nameplate. Uh, yeah, it just looked like a miscommunication. But uh, I mean, I, I think I said it was definitely a break because I think I said like I think the matchup might have favored Adrian Peterson more because the Cardinals aren't like a big boy defense. They mm-hmm. like doing the like small dudes running around everywhere, like the Chargers kind of. So that I don't. Maybe it isn't like an indictment of Swift. It's just like, cause Adrian Peterson was getting the ball like a lot. I feel like on earth. So it, it might just be like, we wanted to focus on the power running game. We saw that. All right. The Cardinals are a team that if, you know, if our offensive line plays well, we can kind of just run them over. So let's just feed Adrian Peterson. And I don't think it worked particularly well at all, but it could be a matchup thing. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to say real quick that how lucky were the Lions to have Adrian Peterson fall in their laps? Because at this point, like, I mean, bo- I, I mean, to, to have the luxury to say, hey, our second round pick, the running back is going to get five snaps because we have the versatility and we have the ability to, you know, just switch things up on offense and say, all right, we're going to attack this matchup because we think that we can we can power run them. I I mean, that's just that's just a stroke of luck that like Lions fans are not used to because I, I, I thought Adrian Peterson kind of stood out on offense like just from like a like a consistency standpoint like at least he was always like falling forward mm-hmm. and I mean the Lions haven't had a running back that consistently did that since Reggie Bush <laughs> I was gonna say Zach Zenner <laughs> <laughs> Here, but here's the weird thing like he had 22 carries in this game yeah we were was, was there at any point did you think any of these running backs were gonna get 22 carries in a single game no that's yeah wild. Peterson got yeah. volume in this game he didn't really turn it into much he, like, like he averaged like 3.4 yeah but like, not, I I, th- I think it, it probably is just they were like all right we have this met, guy who power runs well and the yeah. Cardinals and we can, probably can't stop we can play it. your let's favorite just, we can play yeah, your favorite game we can play your favorite game Jeremy you can take away the 27 you know, yard yeah run. let's do that <laughs> he has like what 40 uh 40, 48 48, 48 on, on the 21 day. carries. That's not yeah. good. That's oh, that's no. just barely over two yards of carry. So yeah. it, it would definitely, when the Lions needed it to be more effective late in the game, it wasn't. And Stafford kind of bailed him out. I mean, say all, th- say all the things that we said about Stafford in, in the first segment, but he played well in the fourth quarter. He did, but ten, some ten, times... 10 of 13 for 144 yards. Yeah, four- he, got his head, he, get a, he got his head on straight, even though he got hit four times. Mm-hmm. I was worried after all those sacks that he's taking that it's like, we're kind of hitting the breaking point maybe on his health. If it's getting sacked that much, I'm like, oh man, maybe this is going to impact him. He did, to his credit, come back. There were some moments, like we talked about that one goal line stand where he's sailing balls over, uh, was it over? uh, Jesse James, wide open. Yeah, yeah, wide open. Just Danny Amendola on the next play. Danny Amendola, the second play. So, uh, any other, yeah. I, I was going to say, what a difference it makes to have Kenny Galladay back on the offense. Absolutely, absolutely. 
two phenomenal catches and I was convinced that was going to get overturned and and considered an incomplete pass on that touchdown because you have to be careful when you reach the ball out like that and it hits the ground but uh I guess there was Mm -hmm. a rule change break the plane man break the plane but man that that catch was just amazing up in the air like going against his body that's something that we haven't you're right we haven't seen that and was a huge huge boon to this offense and and tight ends who knew we had two of them (laughs) yeah Yeah, that that was the thing like james's day didn't come at the expense of hawkinson ryan yeah i mean uh hawkinson even drew that really crucial flag on the pass interference call true so right at right um, after the holding yeah mm -hmm. anyone anyone Uh, else on offense impress you guys like it feels like they really tried to get jamal agnew involved in this game but he had like one or two plays yeah, where, there was, where he did okay. They had the that, they had that play. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say that end around like what was a wheel route or a swing. I'm not good with names, but like either way, like he spent a lot of effort just to get two yards on that play. I think. But, I mean, we used we kind of used everyone. Like no one had a huge. I mean, Adrian Peterson we forced had a bit, but at least in like, the passing game, like Amendola probably no had the quietest day. No one had Marvin Jones. I think was until the end. He had one catch. Like yeah, that one yeah. big catch to the end. Yeah, like, he was yeah. huge but catch. We, we really spread the ball out. Like our top receiver is fifty-seven yards, but we had three receivers over fifty yards. Like that's that like kind of equality is like weird. Uh, I mean, we're talking about Jesse James. Jesse James had three catches. Like it's not like he went off at all. He had three catches right. for twenty-eight yards. He's right? had him like, big spots. He had him a big yeah, spots. yeah, yeah. But I, but I mean, like it's more just like the ball was spread out to the extent that a guy that got three catches for twenty-eight yards stood out. Because well, like no one, he also no, he stood he, out he, he also because he didn't have a target this year. Yeah, but but, but like just in general, like no one no one yeah. had a big day, so like True. it allows the three catches, twenty eight for a touchdown to be like, hey, wait a minute, that guy, that guy did did good. Like it was, we force fed Peterson, but in the passing game, we really we got everyone. Swift got a target, nothing happened with it. Amendola had a few targets. Oh no, actually, Swift did get a catch. Uh, Agnew had like a couple targets, and he had two catches. Yeah, it was just everyone. Yeah, I think someone in, twa- in, in Twitch chat is uh, mentioning Cephas didn't really see the field, but I mean, it's crowded oh, yeah. already out there. But I now, mean, yeah, that, I mean, that's to be that's expected. Yeah. I mean, we, we were talking all offseason. We didn't expect Cephas to have much of an impact at all in 2020. He just he was on the field because Kenny Galladay was out. And now that Kenny yeah, Galladay and- is back, I don't, I don't know if Cephas was out there for a single snap. I didn't see him. And Julian Aquara, once again, a uh, healthy scratch in this game. But, nope. Well, no, 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 he, he wasn't was a scratch, but he didn't see the field. He didn't play, I think, or yeah, not okay. significantly. Right. Yeah, but yeah, if, I mean, Cephas, yeah, you have Marvin Jones. I don't need another. Yeah, but hey, yeah. Romeo Aquara with a sack. True. <laughs> Romeo Aquara, not <laughs> yeah. a bad day. Uh, had up and down, had up and down day for him. Yeah, yeah. Rome, uh, I want to uh, put... Yeah, go on. Murray, Murray kind of cooked him on one play in the backfield. Why isn't that pretty good? Pretty good yeah. day. Well, I want to put a bow on both offense and defense to talk about the true all-star this game. Yes. The I wanted to get here. Hero. Yes. We got I, I have a tattoo in his honor. <laughs> I, I need to get I, I'm a Metal Gear Solid fan and I need to go get the badge of Fox unit for this man, for Jack Fox, who I when this game was not going well, I, I I did it. I pulled out the Simpsons quote. I was like, Do you want to know the terrible truth about this team? Or do you just want to watch Jack Fox? kick boomers <laughs> holy god <laughs> average 55.5 yards per punt and if i'm not mistaken there wasn't a single yard of a punt return again in this game he should have had another punt inside the 20 but unfortunately i don't remember who the lines player was had his foot in the end zone I but it was mccray but it might have been mccray yeah. yeah he should have had two inside the five like 
he's been so much better than Sam Martin ever was. It's insane, right? Yeah. yeah he, like it's he's utterly perfect. insane that we he's upgrade perfect. from Sam Martin. You you cannot ask anything more. Like it's literally everything he's done so far. I mean, even he had one bad punt today and it turned out amazing. So it was like a 55 yarder dribbler <laughs> that bounced another yeah. 10 yards because he's just he's magic. Jack Fox is magic. And the only time someone else's fault. Punting is cool. I'm glad we can <laughs> celebrate it again. I don't know. <laughs> he also he also held for the game winning field goal. So that's true. Hey, that's he did. Shout out Jack Fox and them hands. Mull back, mull back to Fox. <laughs> to his pr- hands lit- and his feet were perfect today. Hey, mull back to Fox to Prater. Ball that, game. I mean, that's a dream team right there. <laughs> dream, dream team. team. I mean, honestly, like special teams has to get an A plus today, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Made their field goals. Jamal Agnew had a punts. nice punt return. Punts were perfect. No, no big returns in in the punt or kick game. That's an A plus from the special teams. You you like to see it. You don't love you to see love it because it's special it. teams, and who cares? You like to see it. I love to see it. <laughs> okay, fine. I, I I don't want to, I didn't want to take joy in the punting, but honestly, like it's it's going to be a meme this year that Jack Fox is the special weapon. Yeah. So I mean, we're saying this. But I feel like two or three years ago, our inability to cover punt returns was like a real problem. Yeah, it was. Right? Like, no, it, it absolutely was. was. At some yeah. point. So like you, it's easy to write off. And like I think like it was John Boys did something about how like field position basically doesn't matter until you get to the opponent's forty yard line. But like yeah, consistently starting them within the five definitely. I don't know. I, I mean, it, it definitely helps us. I mean, we Dude, almost Murray. had Kyler Murray for a safety once. You know? I was going like, to say, he looked spooked as hell trying to throw out of his own end zone there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, Okor, it was Okor. Okor. That was almost Okor. better, right? Yeah, almost had him. Yeah. 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 Shout out. And also, let's give, let's give a little shout out to our new special teams coordinator, Braden Coombs. Yeah. Got to give him some credit, right? Like, he made the right call at punter in, in training mm-hmm. camp. Um, And, yeah. I, I like how special teams look. I think this is a top five special teams unit in the NFL. Let's Just hire him when box. Patricia gets fired. He's the, intro. He's the intro. interim head coach special teams guy have the juiciest punt it's like a punt offense folks all right let's take a break when we come back i want to look at the rest of the schedule coming up then the, the schedule coming up take a zip around the rest of the nfl and the nfc north uh put a bow on this game put our put our expectations into perspective and just have some damn fun we'll be right back on the friday detroit pod cast Welcome back to the Pride of Detroit POD cast, wrapping things up here today. And we were just talking in the break about, uh, let, let's step away from the Lions a little bit. I think we can safely put a bow on this game and just sit back, relax, have fun. We're going to be singing Africa all week because, uh, damn, I thought my tradition was going to die on the vine. Just our tradition was just going to just evaporate, get destroyed. So nice to see it again, Jeremy. So nice to see it again. I almost forgot what it sounded like. Yeah, I'm going to be listening to all ver- like I'll even listen to the Weezer version. That's how much no. I've missed that song. I will Bridge somehow No, that's too far. Okay. Bridge too far. Bridge too far. Yeah. There's still one and two, Jeremy. Settle down just a little bit. All no, right, I want right. I want to hear the Pitbull version. Dale. <laughs> I'll, I'll listen I want to hear the Vin Diesel version. Didn't he just <laughs> drop a song? He did. 
Uh, can we talk about the NFC North right now as the Lions finally get in the win column? And uh, what what the hell is going on with our division? So as of time of recording, Alvin Kamara is uh, kind of smacking around the Packers, but it's only 7-3. Yeah, it's but, still early in the night, so we'll see what happens actually, to the Packers. Packers but, driving, but yeah. But, so either, way, but I, either way, the order is going Bears, Packers, Lions, Vikings. Yeah. And I don't think no, I anticipated... No the Vikings to be below us right now again, below the lions and to not only be below the lions, but in a really bad way, you know, really like their defense has been one of the worst in the NFL right now. Kirk cousins is not Mr. 1 PM anymore. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I, I, I didn't even see, I didn't see how they lost the Titans today. I just see the L there. There, there the there's second. a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of turnover in that defensive backfield for the Vikings, just a lot. And it's it's wild. Like, is Daniil Hunter, is he the best player in the NFL on the defensive side of the ball? Like, is, is he that valuable that this Vikings defense is that bad from missing uh, one I, player? Well, so I, I think, just looked this up. Cousins actually lost this game on an interception. So we're, we're talking about, like, Okuda. Yeah. We're, we're talking about Okuda and his struggles, but, like, they have the two worst corners in the league as like rookies. I think like neither their first round pick and their third round pick cam dancer in the third round and Jeff Gladney. I think Jeff Gladney like coming off the bench right now. Dancer, the third rounder starting over the first rounder. But I think like, I, I didn't see anything of today's game. I just like saw the score and like highlights and still, you know, whatever on Twitter, but like, yeah, like they're, it's their secondary. They just don't know what they're doing. Mike Hughes, it was a first round pick a few years back. He's, he's not, he's garbage. He's a bust. Uh, yeah, like they're just getting cooked, but it's weird because like in the second game, I feel like their defense kind of played well. Who did they play second? I remember they like, played watching. the Colts. They played the Colts. Their so defense I, I, looked yeah. okay. It was the offense. Like Kirk Cousins just imploded, and this week I think they both imploded, offense and defense. It was weird. Yeah, it was kind I, of a mix of both. I did and, and watch the game, and it was it was weird. Like at times you're like, oh, the Vikings are back. Like they finally yeah. figured out they were up. You know what was the score? I think they were up. They were. Up 24-12 in that game. So they're up two possessions in the second half there. And then, yeah, just I think normally we're so used to seeing the Vikings defense close it out from there. Like, you get a two-possession lead. If you're down two possessions against the Vikings, that meant you were done. They, they would pin their ears back. Maybe maybe they are missing Daniil Hunter. Maybe maybe that's the thing. But, like, yeah, this defense isn't what we we normally see. The offense has always kind of had some sputtering. I think they, they kind of live and die with their quarterback and we've, we've definitely seen Kirk cousins be inconsistent. I think he got better in this game. Justin Jefferson's going to be a problem. That dude had 175 yards today. Um, Kirk cousins without digs looks lost. I, I mean, Justin Jefferson he looks, oh man, he looks lost with the digs a lot of the time too, though. <laughs> but here, I, I think like the Vikings were good today. Like they were, I mean, let, let, let's also credit the Titans. I mean, the Titans are a good team. They are. Yeah. Uh, mm, they are. They're, they're also, I, I, you know, I feel like all three games the Vikings have kind of, like it's insane to say they've held on. They've held on. That's kind of already been blown out twice, but they've kind of looked like not ter- they they've looked better than yeah. us, and we have 100%. a win, and they don't. Like well, they've looked a lot better than us. I don't know if they looked great against the Packers, but they they definitely looked good today, and then they just blew it. Like everything went wrong in the fourth quarter. That that last they had a chance at a game winning drive. I think the second play of it, they they fumbled the snap. Kirk Cousins loses like 15 yards on it. And then, you know, he has to throw a prayer on fourth and 25 or something and, and obviously doesn't work out. So I don't know. I'm, I I mean, when you're 0-3, you almost have to count a team out. But like, 
this isn't a team that's going to go two and 14. They're going to be better, but they, they may have already played themselves out of the division at this point. Yeah, because the Chicago Bears are 3-0. and The most phony 3-0 and I've ever seen, though. But they're still 3-0. and and I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. Let's put aside the Lions game. Uh, that Giants game last week, I, I was telling, like, da- Daniel Jones, for whatever it's worth, should have had two shots at the end zone. And former Lion Golden Tate instead drew an OPI that got the clock drained down to zero. So there's that. And then this week, like, 20-point comeback against the Falcons. I don't... What What the hell happened? What What God did the Falcons piss off? <laughs> the Yeah, the Bears have kind of... They've gotten three teams in the first three weeks who might have top five picks. So, like... You know, I, it's just a lucky start. I mean, the Giants... Yeah. Like, Daniel Jones, he's not an NFL quarterback. He can't no, play. No, he's not. No. He should be gone. He's uh, a quarterback out of Duke. They got us in week one, and we don't know what we're doing. Um, and then the Falcons, the Falcons are like actually terrible. Like they're actually like a disgustingly bad football team. So it's just easy matchups. This, I mean, this encapsulates their entire season. Three fourth quarter touchdown passes by Mitchell Trubisky against the Lions. Three fourth quarter touchdown passes by Nick freaking Foles against the Falcons. Yeah, they like, pulled the ripcord. They pulled the ripcord. You remember what Jonas said? Once they put yep. in Nick Foles, they can't go back to Trubisky. Nagy's trying to Nagy already in the in the post game was trying to shove that that Jack back in the box. It's not happening. Like you've gone to Nick Foles. Congratulations. You're you, you've got a limited shelf life with Foles. Did you guys see Trubisky said it came out of nowhere? The his benching, but like they rejected your fifth year option. They traded <laughs> another quarterback, and you looked like shit for three games. You never at any point were like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Mitch, 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 Mitch was way too concerned with the TVs being on in Hallis Hall or whatever. Remember when he was like going around and he was shutting them all off? Oh my gosh, just what an absolute mess. But are the Lions the Falcons? I feel like we're the same yeah, franchise. Say, like, the same team. The by, same. by a difference of a win, yeah. Even to the extent of like having a good quarterback and good wide receivers, sus offensive line, no defense, blowing leads, like everything is the same and they're both like really bad like i think falcons fans still think they're contenders because they went to super bowl three years ago but like they're <laughs> that team they like, are not that team that team is might have a top five draft pick this year they're they're actually so bad it's, okay, well, it's unbelievable what's gonna happen with them. i know we play the lions play them later in the year and we're gonna have <laughs> that that first fight's gonna be weird but just a uh, black hole's gonna open in that game in the fourth <laughs> quarter <laughs> really quickly with the bears they got colts bucks panthers rams in their next four and they games. just i think they just lost to rick cohen for the year too they, oh. Yes, he tore his ACL. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So how, tell me, what's the record in the, those next four games? Colts, Colts, Bucks, Panthers, Rams. I think they could, they could, their defense and their pass rush is good enough to get a classic Philip Rivers game out of that. So yeah, they'll win, win, they'll win against win that. They might beat the Panthers just because I don't like Teddy Bridgewater's. What, what about the Bucks? Do you think the Bucks are going to lose? I like the Bucks. They're really I don't good. think they are, but yeah, you know what? I think I think I if you get in a quarterback shootout, you get in a quarterback shootout. Like I think yeah, the Bucks keep up. Bucks probably win, but still, people are going to say, "Yeah, but they're four and one." So it's Nick Foles, Tom Brady, but like on both are washed out and on different teams. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying? Put that on Sunday night. You split, so they're five and I, two. Yeah, I think I think they'll beat the Colts. I think that I I really and I think I mean the Panthers are also one of those like garbage franchises right can now I, I think there's a lot of teams in hell right now the panthers can, are one of them 
can I throw the other wrench into this equation about Bucks Bears? It's a Thursday night game. Ooh, Thursday night Brady. I don't know if that's yeah. Thursday night Tom. Thursday night Tom versus Thursday night Troop, but it's Nick Foles. <laughs> um, Foles wearing about, Trubisky's skin. <laughs> uh, how about Carson Wentz being really, really oh, bad? Awful. I love it. I, I called it. I called it for called five it. years now. I've been saying this guy's a fraud. Terrible yeah. quarterback. He's, he, he's a fraud that Dan Orlovsky <laughs> loves. Everyone Dan, Dan Orlovsky has to be on like payroll or something. I don't get it. Like why? Why is Dan Orlovsky like going in so hard for this guy? Everyone convinced he's terrible. He's this terrible. Very everyone, obviously bad player. Everyone convinced themselves. Just wait. He's just got to get healthy, guys. And they ran that scam on us for what three seasons, three years, were, waiting for him to get Eagles, healthy. Eagles fans are lucky that they got Foles in the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. God, are you kidding me? Like, like I know Eagles fans were despondent coming into the year. They didn't think it was going to be that good, but I don't think it was. Hey, we're about to tie with the Bengals. They like, punted on like they had like 18 seconds left with ball at midfield and they punted. Like even if you fail that fourth down, the other team will have like 10 seconds to go like 20 yards and then kick a field. Like they they literally like I mean they played for a tie against a team that won one game last year or whatever. Like and has and has a rookie quarterback. And has a rookie quarterback. How how deflating does it have to be for an 0 and 2 team to face an 0 and 2 team and both come out of that game <laughs> still, still winless? Was still winless. Magical, just damn magical. Oh. Philly Philly Sports Talk Radio. Like tomorrow, I think someone tweeted this. But like so, Nick Foles came in and won in a huge fourth quarter effort. Carson Wentz sucks, and then Jalen Hurts is like sitting on the bench. Like they're gonna they're gonna eat Carson Wentz. Yeah, if you're around the Philly area, tune into the Fanatic, my friend, who I do a show with on the weekends, Anthony Gargano on the Fanatic. He's going to just tear them a new one. Just just absolutely destroy them. Wait, Ryan, does Jalen Hurts start by end of the season? Oh, 100%. Oh, wow. 100%. Really? Well, yeah. not because of injury, because, I mean, obviously Carson, that, but like, because of performance. He's done. He's, right. done. Like, yeah, he's, he's in so he's, much trouble. Like, you cannot take a, you can't take a, quarterback that high in the draft have your starting quarterback play as bad as Carson Wentz is playing and not start the other guy. Damn. It really is yeah. there for Carson Wentz. <laughs> Even like Brandon Lee Gow and Alex's friend who's on a bleeding green nation. I think he's like out. Yeah. He's out Wentz at sure. this point. Like it's that guy was, I, I mean, how can you still be in on Wentz? Was super how? In on Wentz. <laughs> how can you still be on Wentz at this point? That's like, I, I don't, I don't, you're care. on payroll. Can I, can I bring this back to the NFC North before before? Yeah, we close yeah, yeah. because I've got I, okay, yeah, because I'm about to take it to the finish us in the NFC North. But yeah, yeah, no. we got to talk about the Packers, and I know there's they're playing while we're recording here. And they're but, playing our, our next week uh, opponent, the Saints. That's true. Um, are they like huge favorites to win this division now? Like, are they are they far and away the best team? Because it absolutely seems like that to me. Yeah, the Vikings are dead. I I mean they're they're done. I don't see the Bears or Lions doing anything. So it's the Packers to lose. I mean, they play the Bears real late in the year. They play them like at the end of November and then in January. Like, I think they win both those games. And that might, I hate to say it, Bears-Packers is what's going to decide this stupid division. Definitely seems to be That's grim. That's damn grim. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. And right, you know what? 
you know what I think right now? The the 2020 Bears are the 2019 Packers. Yeah. No, I, oh, could, I could buy that. Yeah. The 2019 Packers were kind of good, though. They were okay. They weren't. I wouldn't even call them good. I know they got to the NFC Championship game, but they got smoked by the the 49ers, which tells me they didn't even belong in that game. So is what like is Aaron Rodgers like good this year or what? Like I'm trying to figure it out. He's Aaron Rodgers has always game. been good. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> He's had a good two. He last year he was like showing some like I don't know, he was on and off last year, but like this year at least through two games he's been. I, I think whenever Aaron Rodgers wants to turn it on, he's the best quarterback in football. And he's been pretty good with Aaron Jones so far. Like, you know, it's... Their, their offense looks legit. I still have questions about their defense, but um, yeah, their offense, their offense is going to be really good this year. And that probably will be enough to, to carry them against some, some bad teams. And we'll see if they'll be able to keep up against the good ones. Yeah. Actually the bears have a pretty easy schedule. Now I look at it like yeah. they, not to, wow, they are going to, they're going to win 10 games or some bullshit yeah. like that. <laughs> well, as we are, as we're sitting here waiting to uh, watching Sunday night football, and I just watched Drew Brees put it on the grass for the Packers. Um, Saints are coming into town. Uh, I mean, this game, notwithstanding, I just want like my last memory of the Saints right now is them stumbling and Drew Brees not looking good against the Raiders. Who I don't think the Raiders are a great team. I think they're a pretty decent team, but I don't think they're a great team out there. Like what are our, what are our expectations going into uh saints lions? I think, I mean, the biggest question for me right now is does Michael Thomas play? Um, he's been, he's missed the last couple games and obviously the Lions have kind of gone through a murderer's row of, of really talented wide receivers and who knows what Okuda's, Injury will be. Uh, I know he came back in the game, but that doesn't mean necessarily he's he's going to be perfectly healthy. Same with Desmond Trufant. Like the lines are still really hurting in the back end, and uh, the last guy I think they want to see is, is Michael Thomas. So that that that's going to be a big factor. I'm not really. Yeah, I'm with you. That that loss that that convincing really loss to the Raiders makes me question whether the Saints are are really a, a contender this year. And I don't know. I think the lines are going to compete against a lot of teams this year. Um, <clears throat> but I don't think Drew Brees is going to give them the gifts that Kyler Murray, Murray gave them today. So um, the offense is really going to have to get in gear. Yeah. I think those gifts are what we're going to keep coming back to about this game, Jeremy. Like you got three turnovers and I just, I don't feel like those, you know, in past years we talk about how the lions could get those takeaways. And it felt like it was because we had a talented backfield for it. Like I feel like the takeaways against the Cardinals, a lot of those were on Kyler Murray at the end of the day. Like he kind of he, yeah. They were he set the three, table for us. They were three bad passes. Well, one of them, and you could say like defender in his face, like maybe he just panicked. But like the other two were like the Collins interception, the Akuda interception. Those are really bad passes. So yeah. like, I mean, he kind of is turnover prone in general. I think Jeremy mentioned just like interceptions, his touchdowns are about even so far in his career. Yeah, but, I guess the point. I guess yeah, the point is like you're yeah. not going to be getting those from Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew, Drew, yeah, exactly. Like it's it's uh, yeah, Drew Brees isn't going to do that. Um, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to do that against you. We play him again. Kirk Cousins might not do that against you. Like it, this isn't going to happen again. I feel like we 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 caught the Cardinals on a good day and beat them. But I think if you thought we were going to get destroyed by the Saints, you should probably still think we're going to get destroyed by the Saints because nothing you saw today should change that. Yeah, Ryan, on a scale of 1 to 10, how terrified are you still of Alvin Kamara? 
Uh, Alvin Kamara is a solid 10 for sure. But He's going off the, right now. But the, the, the Saints, even with Michael Thomas, are like a 7 to me. Like as far as I just I think I think Drew Brees is too like he's truly on the downturn of his career. Like you see, like his arm is just downfield. His arm's a noodle at this point, and I think that if there's if there's a shot of the Lions going into uh, the bye week two and two, like even if you're a Lions optimist, like you still have to be like ecstatic with the prospect of two and two after those first two games. I, I'd be, I'd be right now. I'd be like, holy crap, you salvaged it. And you probably like, we can stop talking about punting the Boston boys out of the airlock, like a game of among us here um, <laughs> during the bye week, no longer consider them the imposters. But uh, hey, yeah, if, yeah. If we can survive one more week of, of like a little tiny bit of optimism, I'll take that, you know, an engaged Drip fan feed. base for one more week. Let's Please do download it. the podcast. People, people are going to write articles this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who? So okay, the Lions are no longer the worst team in the NFL. This is closing closing thoughts here. The Lions are no longer the worst team in the NFL. Unbiased opinions here. Who is currently the worst team in the NFL for you guys? It's the, the New York, York football Jets. Jets. Yeah, yeah, it's not a question. It's the, they're, that team is... <laughs> Just imagine that we gave all of that fuel to Sam Darnold because of what he let, what the Lions let him do to them. Sam Darnold had a 40-burger, and it wasn't a great 40-burger, but that started Sam Darnold's career, and we just diluted... We let everyone delude themselves now for, what is it, two years that Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. I don't think who's even deluded. It's like Dan Orlovsky and like um, <laughs> the guy on, I don't even know what show he's on. One of the other guys on ESPN, they're like, they love him, but like, Oh, and uh, Colin Cowherd and the CB other CBS guy. It's like those like four dudes and no one else. Everyone else. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe I, I, I hate to call him out since I work with him every now and then, but Jason McIntyre, who's in yeah. Cowherd's orbit too, but he's it's like, he's like, he's an out and out Jets fan. So it's like this, these five guys on sports talk radio. I don't think there's anyone else. I don't think anyone is actually watching this guy play. And yeah, this is a guy I want to start a franchise around. Our entire chat is just Jets and Giants. Oh, the, <laughs> congratulations, New York. Giants, New York. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Giants, too. Don't forget about that. I think they're a step ahead of the Jets. I think, like, they have, I think they have competent coaching, at least. Like, Maybe. I think Adam Gase. Coordinator. Yeah, I mean, Joe, he, he, I don't think Joe Judge is entirely a clown. Adam Gase is like, Total clown. Like, yeah, the the Jets' problems run deep. Like <laughs> that's my Adam Gase impression. You can't see it if you're listening, but it says, <laughs> "God, man!" Like, yeah, I I think now that Patricia's maybe got a win under his belt, like I think odds are squarely on Gase is probably getting fired first in the season. Who knows what the Jets? So that's a circus over there, man. Clown show, man. I can't how believe did, I, how did he have a job do, still. Why do we keep giving the Jets oxygen? Like, why, why do people they hire him? Like, the, like we, national media talks about the Jets so much. You should talk about them the same amount of time you talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. No more, no less. Same incompetence. Now, people people talk about Gardner Minshew too much too. So we need to stop. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. okay. Pre Minshew Jags then. 
people were way too jacked up on the Jets and Sam Darnold just because Tom Brady left the division and Sam Darnold is the worst quarterback <laughs> in right the division. It's right there for the taking. Yeah. It's right yeah. there for the taking. <laughs> it, it'll be so – I know the the Bills kind of look nice and, like, they won today, even though Allen was lobotomized in the second half. They still won, but, like, it would be so funny if Cam Newton just starts another dynasty in that division. Just They win another I, 10 I years or something. I, I could <laughs> see it. I think, it I think we – you had that question among some people, is it Belichick or is it Brady in New England? I think, I, I don't know how good Brady is going to be in Tampa Bay at the end of the day, but I think Belichick right now has kind of won that argument. Jeremy, the cam is missing. What? What? The cam is Everything's fine for me. Missing? I think, oh, I think. Um, Twitch, Twitch, look at Twitch. The Detroit Lions, one and two. Everything <laughs> is fine <laughs> for me. <laughs> My bad, everybody. Hi, we're back. I was typing in things. Okay. I always forget when I type in for my well, notepad. Anyways, Twitch we should is, probably end the podcast. Yeah, we, I was going to say, Twitch is starting to, Twitch is starting to invade. We've had a lot of fun here. Thank you guys so much. Uh, as you can tell, like, I, I think I think the beer is starting, that I spilled is starting to, like, invade our circuits or something. So we're going to wrap it here. Download Pride of Detroit podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everything else. You, again, after every game around 8 p.m., we're going to have... POD cast live and after every game we also on our Twitch channel the uh, Lions post game live today it kind of they blended together because you know it was right as the game was ending but we're here for you we're getting through the season together and man we're going to have some fun this week because well, you've got to celebrate it where you can man victory lap <clears throat> victory lap no tanking take the uh, Sam Hinkie crap out of here we'll, we'll have this where we have this and we'll worry about the doom another day so for all you guys here, for myself, for Jeremy, for Mansoor, for Ryan, we will see you starside. Oh.